Hello and welcome, dear listeners, to this opening edition of Season 2 of Bumfrey's Occult. I hope you're as ready as I am to have your ears investigated, infiltrated, and ejaculated in and over with interesting, mesmerizing, and at times terrifying occult occurrences. After our near-fatal holidaying experience in the caravan in Anglesey, Bunny was sent on a bravery course to the Isle of Man to shore him up a bit. He needs to be a bit more useful in the second season of Deadly Events. I busied myself over the summer with my usual sojourn of naked rambling and hiking across various locations. There were a couple of instances in which the local constabulary were involved, particularly (laughs) when I was busying myself on a jaunt across the South Downs. But the less spoken of that, the better. There had been reports in Freshfield Forest, local to myself. It is fortunate how many of these incidents occur local to myself. It's rather like Midsummer Murders with John Nettles, isn't it? Everywhere I go, something occult, dreadful, awful happens, but I'm just there in the nick of time. Anyway, on such things do these programmes hinge. We must continue willing the suspension of disbelief. I digress. There had been a report in Freshfield Woods of the reoccurrence of a nature spirit known in English folkloric circles as the Green Man. He is somewhere in between benevolence and malevolence, but in this case he had been up to all kinds, rogering a lot of people's wives, which put the cat amongst the pigeons, I must say. There was a lot of grumbling in suburbia. So Bumfrey was called to get involved and get to the bottom of matters. The Grand Wizard of the local lodge of Masons had pulled together a chunk of cash and weighed in Bumfrey to get things sorted with the Green Man as soon as possible. Bunny and myself parked up the broomsticks and adjourned to the Freshfield public house where we're due to meet in a secret back room the head of the local Masonic Lodge, the mustachioed Mr. Neil Thompson. We were ushered in and Mr. Thompson introduced himself. He had a broad Lancastrian accent. Come in, lads. Very glad you could come. Take a seat and I will relay you a dark incident that prompted me to call you here today relating to the Green Man. Very good, Mr Thompson. Do go ahead, in your own time. Right. Well, I was watching much of the day 
as I usually do on a Saturday. Yes. And I felt a thirst come on me. Indeed. I nipped round to Corda shop, got myself 20 Bensons and a four-pack of Heldenbrow Super Strength Lager. Delightful. And when I came back... Yes. I was amazed, astounded and bloody terrified to see my wife, Marjorie... Marjorie. In a state of erotic coitus with the green man. Ooh. Awful. Indeed it was. The green man, as rumour persists, does indeed have six cocks. <laughs> six cocks? Six cocks. My goodness. But she's only got three holes. Indeed. He was all over her like a rash. Bloody big tree. Cocks everywhere. Buttering throes of ecstasy. Marjorie, no. Oh, 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 Neil, who's the best ever? The green man, upon seeing me, extricated himself and disappeared back into the undergrowth. I could not find hair nor hide of him. Bloody hell. Marjorie lay in a state of undress, the most satisfied she'd ever been in her life. It was very, very demeaning to me. And I'm not the only man local that's had this trouble. This does sound awful, Mr. Thompson. Have you got the cash? Yes, the cash. All right, there's your bung. Lovely. Count that, will you, Bunny? Well, let's see what we can do. I mean, we can't have everyone's wives being erotically satisfied by the six-cocked green man. Indeed not. We in suburbia prefer our wives to be unsatisfied. <laughs> and in a state of marital misery, it's what we're used to over the years. We can't have pagan entities appearing at will <laughs> and pushing our women to the throes of sexual ecstasy <laughs> on a regular basis. It'll be no good for the marriage. You're right there. Let's see what we can do. On a point of detail, Mr Thompson, is it true that one of the green man's six cocks is indeed a triple header known as the green trident. I, I saw that, glinting in the moonlight, the bastard. <laughs> God knows what he was doing with that. Well, yes, the mind boggles. With the money duly pocketed and the information gathered, Bunny and I set a trap for the highly libidinous, erotic entity within the forest. Bunny wasn't very happy about this, but I decided to dress him up as a particularly tarty, busty housewife, with a wig with a long fringe, or bangs as they call them in America, in the hope that this would lure in the horny fellow. And we could sort him out. The purpose of the long wig was to obscure Bunny's rather masculine visage and hopefully pull focus towards the enormous pair of comedy breasts that I'd installed in his chest area. So it was then that Bunny was placed into the forest as a full supermoon 
rose over the tips of the trees, dressed as a busty, rather trashy housewife in a hope to attract the green man. I lay awake in a bosky thicket with weapons in hand, ready to deal with the assailant when he appeared. It was not long before a snuffling and squinkling sound was heard in the undergrowth. And a little song was heard as well. I am the green man. I am the green man. Ooh, sort of sub-operatic tenor, perhaps. And there he did appear. A monstrous greenness festooned with leaves, mosses, twigs, and other woody accoutrements. His multiple cocks gleaming in the moonlight. He came at Bunny like he meant business. Hopefully he wouldn't discover that Bunny was a bloke. He was about to set to when I stepped in. You green bastard! I'm here to stop you. Jeffrey Bumphrey, a cult investigator extraordinaire. Bollocks! said the green man as I whipped out my chainsaw and quick smart fashioned him into a nest of tables. <laughs> I had been on a woodwork course, you see, and was an experienced tree surgeon from my younger days. I would never trouble <laughs> the suburban housewives of Freshfield again, <laughs> and they weren't going to thank me for that. They'll be waiting for a long time for orgasms from the likes of Neil Thompson and his ilk. <laughs> Bunfrey had done it again. Bunny was not violated, although he came very close to being violated. The Green Man, of which there are many others actually, they manifest in different neighbourhoods, had been turned into a nest of tables which I put on eBay and got forty nine ninety nine for. Tune in for the next exciting edition of Bumfrey's Occult. Bum, 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 bum,